When business isn't doing well, it sometimes can lead to me not feeling well and vice versa. So it's important to know how to navigate that and be able to differentiate just because business isn't doing well this week doesn't mean I'm not. Hey there, I'm Emily Steele and I help local business owners turn their pie in the sky visions into amazing money-making realities. After working with hundreds of local brands, I created this podcast to give local business owners even more tools to build a simply irresistible brand. I'm ready to be your personal point guard and assist you in all your business endeavors, one interview, episode, and idea at a time. Together, we'll tackle the topics that you need help with the most to make your brand a force to be reckoned with on all fronts. Through interviews with other awesome business owners and experts who are currently crushing it, to tip-focused episodes centered around need-to-know topics like social media and email marketing, we'll span the entrepreneurial horizon and provide you with the resources you need to take your brand straight to the top and then some. Let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome back to another Local Legend episode. Today, I have a guest from Texas, which I think is super fun. Mary Seness is here with Do Re Mi and she has an edible cookie dough company. And I'm super excited to talk to her about it because she's just doing some really cool expansion of her brand. And I love that we're kind of catching her in the middle slash kind of the beginning stage of what she's building. And I love that we have a guest from Texas. Most of our guests so far have been like Midwestern, um, some mostly Iowa people. But I love that we met on the gram and that we've been able to stay connected and that you get to be on the podcast. So welcome to Local to Legend, Mary. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. And I'm excited to talk all about what you've created. So I love that part of your journey. Like it started right after you graduated college. You like went right into creating your company. So tell us what you do, when it started, how you got this passion. So yes, literally started within a couple of weeks of graduating from college. So I went to school in Nashville, Tennessee, but I grew up here in central Texas. So I moved back right after college and I like the idea of owning my own business. I've always been very interested in entrepreneurship and I actually got a business degree in management. So I knew that I wanted to pursue entrepreneurship eventually, but definitely did not think it would be immediately. I wanted to apply for like an HR job or something related to business where I could get that experience and then maybe five or 10 years down the road pursue my own thing. But I decided to just try it out with family and friends. I had an edible cookie dough recipe that I enjoyed in college. So I decided to start selling it and giving it as Christmas gifts, basically just to make some cash while applying for a full-time job. I had I think 17 Instagram followers at the time. And it was just family and friends. No one else really knew who I was or what the business was. And I started out by reaching out to local influencers who shared about me. And that really kickstarted everything. And now I have almost 2,000 followers and pretty consistent business. And uh, we signed the lease last month for our very first storefront, which will be opening hopefully within another month or a month and a half. It's like not even been a year. We're talking like March 2020. Like that yeah. just, I feel like it's blinked and like now we're in 2021. Like I there know. were parts that felt very long about last year for sure. But it, at the same time, it's gone really fast. Okay. So you're graduate, you graduate college and you're like, I'm going to go get a job, maybe entrepreneurship mm-hmm. later. Yeah. You start your company. How did you have to shift to be able to do that full time? Was it like a production or did you just start like 
going all in on Instagram? What were some of those key changes you made when you were like, okay, yep, this is going to be my income now. So what did you do? Yeah. So basically around that time, I didn't even have a logo or a website or anything. I had a Google Docs form that people would fill out if they, fill out if they wanted to order. <laughs> um, yep. So the very first step was I sat down with my husband and we designed a logo. I drew it and then we did it on Photoshop. And the next day I built a website. And like I said, I really didn't know what to do. I had taken a couple of marketing classes in college, but it's a lot harder when you're like actually doing it in real life. And especially since I had no budget, (laughs) you know, I was just starting out. And so reaching out to local influencers was the most cost-effective way to build our business. So I reached out to as many local influencers as I could find and said, Hey, if I, you know, I would love to send you some cookie dough. All I ask is if you like it, you share it. And people were immediately really excited to say yes. And just wanting to support a small business, a very small business. So that's really what kickstarted it was those influencers. And I still keep in touch with a lot of them, especially most of them are local. So that's really cool too, because they're still so loyal to the brand. They've been here since the beginning. But yeah, I guess just (laughs) designing the logo was what kind of made me say, all right, we're doing this. And then building the website, we also officially formed as an LLC. Yeah, it was just kind of a lot happening all at once and just kind of pretending I knew what I was doing (laughs) along the way. (laughs) So you are like reaching out to people and you're like, hey, will you try this and then talk about it Mm -hmm. on social media? So at that point, you had your website and people maybe weren't visiting at that point. But the goal of the working with the local influencers was to get people there. So had you like to order at that point in your business? Was it because you're now shipping across mm-hmm. the country. So let's like get back to where it was yeah. at that point. Were you just like, come pick it up at my house? Or like, how yeah. did you do that? Yeah, basically. So we didn't start doing shipping until I think it was June. Um, so in the beginning, it was all local. And I was doing pickup yeah, from my home, as you said. And then also delivery. I was constantly just driving to people's houses. And at this point, I do delivery within my county. But starting out, I don't know why I did this, but I also allowed delivery for neighboring counties. So like (laughs) the very tip of Austin is part of that neighboring county. And Austin from Temple, where I live, is about an hour. So um, (laughs) which I never got deliveries there in the beginning. Um, But there was one point where there was... Uh, one of the influencers was in Austin. So I got like 20 orders to Austin in one day. And I was like, all right, (laughs) this is a lot. So I've kind of shifted that. So we started doing shipping in June, which really changed a whole lot. I have family all over the country. So it's really cool that now they can order. (laughs) They don't have to wait until we're like together or something. Um, and just friends all over who could order. And most of the shipment orders are really based on word of mouth or like someone who's local who's ordering cookie dough for a friend. And then they hear, you know, they've heard about it because someone sent it to them and now they've shared it with their community. So it's really cool kind of watching that expand. And I think we've shipped to 33 states now. 
Oh my gosh, cool. You mentioned you're going to send some to me too, and I'm getting really excited. Am I going to be your first Iowa order? Yes, actually, I have a map up in my office of everywhere that we've scratched, uh, where we've been, and it looks like that one hasn't been scratched off. Yet. I guess. Oh my so. God. Yeah. What an honor. I'll save that. my packaging. I get to be the first. Yes. <laughs> that is so awesome. Okay. So I feel like if anyone's listening to this and they're like, oh, I've wanted to start a food based brand, there mm-hmm. are, I would, you know, I've listened to a lot of how I built this and a lot of the people in the like the RX bar guy, the mm-hmm. Laura bar people, like, there are definitely like steps and protocols and processes like commercial kitchen. Like, is that something you have to work out of? I don't know if it varies per state or county or like how it works. So talk a little bit about that process. Yeah, I didn't really realize how much uh, regulation there was, which I'm glad there is. Obviously, if I'm going to be getting food from someone, I want to make sure. Yeah. So I'm glad it's there. But as someone who owns a food business, it's been definitely complicated, especially now that I'm opening a storefront. There's so much more that goes into it. There is what's called a cottage food law, which says that you can sell food from your home if it falls under certain categories. So basically, if you have an ingredient or ingredients that are temperature controlled, so like milk or eggs or something that's typically kept in the fridge, then you can't sell it out of your home because it has to be regulated by temperature. But if you're selling, that's why people can sell like baked goods from their home. I guess it varies depending on where you are. But, um, you know, I have a friend who makes like wedding cakes from her home and that's totally fine because once it's baked, it's totally fine. But cookie dough is so interesting because normally I wouldn't be able to sell it out of my home if I had milk and eggs and raw ingredients or ingredients that have to be kept cold. So in the beginning, I was, I was working out of a commercial kitchen. My husband is a manager at a taco restaurant um, in Waco, and they make their own tortillas. So they have one of those big commercial mixers. So I was using that in the beginning, but they're open 24-7. So the only time that we could really get in there without being in the way was 11 p.m. to 3 a.m., <laughs> And so I decided this is a lot. Um, Is there any way I can get around this? So I tweaked the recipe so that we don't use any milk. We were never using eggs because that's what makes it safe to eat. But um, just making sure that all of our ingredients that we're using are approved to be sold out of home. So (laughs) that's been (laughs) interesting. But that also made it a lot easier. I think that's when we started doing shipping because... It's fine at room temperature, so it doesn't have to be like kept cold. It's a lot cheaper to ship and just a lot easier. So when did you get to the point where you were growing in your business where you're like, oh, wow, I either want to create the demand to increase in Temple Mm -hmm. or like people were asking for it. Like what happened for you to kind of feel like, okay, I want to take the next step and open a brick and mortar? I kind of knew from the beginning when we first started taking this seriously, that that's where I wanted to go. It it was just a matter of when can I, like, when can I afford it? Will people want it? And I knew that demand was there because a lot of the customers we had were asking, like, are you going to open up a brick and mortar sometime? That story is also very (laughs) funny to me. It, It was November when I found this spot it's a really great spot. It's right by like a busy grocery store and in a really safe area in town, um, very vibrant area. But 
a lot of the places that we looked at were number one, just like out of our budget in terms of rent, but also the renovations were going to be so expensive because every other place we'd looked at, we would have to like knock down a wall or put one up or something. And this spot that I found was a bakery before. So they already had it set up for like a food business with a room in the back for a kitchen, a bathroom, um, a front lobby. So we wouldn't really have to do any renovations as far as like tearing down walls or anything like that. And then also the rent was really low considering the location that it's in. When I found it and we went there in person, there was nothing really wrong with it. Um, We just kind of looked at each other and said, either we get this place now or we don't get anything for a while. And then I signed the lease less than two weeks later. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like you're really scrappy though. I mean, the fact you're like staying up until like 5am, like finding Mm -hmm. a place to make the cookie dough, like figuring it out as you go. Like it's that grittiness, like that's really gonna create that success for you. So I'm, I'm super excited. Hey, local to legend listener. I'll get back to the show in just a minute. I wanted to take 15 seconds to share a free download we created just for you to help you build some momentum on Instagram as a local business owner. If you are finding it challenging to build an audience and generate sales on the gram, we've got eight super simple strategies anyone can implement no matter what type of local business you own or how many followers you have. Just head to www.illuminateonig.com to get access to this freebie. That's www.illuminateonig.com. All right, let's get back to the show. I've never been to a place that just serves edible cookie dough. So Mm -hmm. is it like, is it going to be set up kind of like an ice cream place where you like scoop it out? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'll feel like you're basically going to an ice cream parlor um, and we'll have like different toppings that you can put on it and that kind of thing too. So same, Mm -hmm. uh, same idea as an ice cream shop. And there's nothing like it around here. Um, I've heard of similar businesses, other places in the country, but like central Texas, even down in Austin, there's nothing really like this. So that is so cool. So yeah. have you like perused um, Instagram to find inspiration of other brands who have done this? Or like, how have you found yourself getting inspired to create this space and create your brand? Like, where do you go? That's kind of a fine line because uh, inspiration is so helpful, but I also like don't want to copy other brands and um sometimes that's difficult like sometimes subconsciously I'll do something and then like wait I think I saw that somewhere I don't want to just like copy something exactly so it's definitely I think I found a way to do both like my own ideas kind of also pulling from other things that I see Pinterest has been really helpful as well yeah have you like allowed yourself to mentally think through like what does could this look like to franchise or like could we be in different locations? Do you like think that big or are you kind of like I gotta stay in like one place right now? Yeah, for sure. Um, this is something that my husband and I, who also like I said, he's a food manager, so he's very excited about this, and he's also really entrepreneurial. So it's cool that we can kind of tag team. Um, but we were talking about that a couple of days ago. I love Texas. Like I said, I grew up here. Central Texas is kind of my home and like our brand right now. We have TX at the end of everything. So I definitely want to expand within Texas for sure. Um, Like maybe Waco and Austin, 
um, and some of the other big cities. And then we'd love to franchise like outside of here as well. Um, we haven't looked into it too much, so I'm not sure exactly what that would entail. But yeah, I mean, that would be so cool <laughs> if that opportunity arises someday for sure. Yeah, that's cool that you like are thinking that way and that you have a partner that does that with you. Like that has to be so fun to like dream about what's possible. Do you have advice for people who are like, you know, maybe they are side hustling, they're, you know, baking goods on the side or they're like, they're growing this passion for some sort of food they make and they're considering like going all in. What would you say to someone? That's a great question because I feel like I'm still giving myself that advice. I think I had it somewhat easy because since I didn't already have a full-time job or anything, I wasn't necessarily like leaving a whole lot behind. But you just have to be able to like give it your all, which can be difficult at first. It's exhausting sometimes. Like (laughs) I said, you know, especially those nights where I was up until five in the morning making cookie dough. But just having that stamina and also in the beginning, put a lot of focus into marketing because that's how you get orders. <laughs> so right. um, partnering with other local businesses is really helpful. Reaching out to influencers, like I said, um, finding creative ways to market because in the beginning, you don't really have a budget probably. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, yeah, but typically local people are willing to support other local people. So just reaching out to the community and finding people who are invested in you as well. I love that you say like reaching out to people because I think so often we treat our marketing like, oh, if I just post this and I follow some people, maybe like they'll like my stuff or buy from yeah. me. But like you reached out and asked for something. And I think not many people are willing to go even that step. They're just like really hoping they can have a really beautiful Instagram feed or like enough, you know, Facebook posts that moves the needle. But when you're in a local community, like people do want to support you. So asking very specifically, like how they can help people are usually going to say yes, especially if it's not like super expensive or like, you know, you're asking for like five hours of help. Like you're asking for someone to try your cookie dough and post about it on social media or like tell a friend or two about it. You know, I think people are willing to do that to see their, their peers succeed. Yeah, for sure. And also something else that's really cool about in the beginning is at least in my experiences, right now I'm kind of doing everything myself. Uh, of course, my husband helps me with some things, but like I'm the face of the company. I'm attending every event. I'm de- delivering every delivery. So there is something really special about that. Is like It's been so much easier for me to build those relationships with other businesses and our customers because I'm the one they always see. That'll shift, I assume, when we have our storefront and start hiring employees. But that's definitely something else to keep in mind is like, it is overwhelming when you're by yourself at some points, but also like there's something really special about it. That's been one of my favorite parts is building those relationships with the other local businesses um, and just getting to know like the face behind their companies and the different entrepreneurs. And um, a lot of them are going through the same thing I am um, or have gone through the same thing. So that's always reassuring when it's like, okay, we're all um, in this together. You know, I'm not the only one who's like struggled with this issue or had a hard time figuring this out. Um, so yeah, for sure. It's, really cool. it's a huge roller coaster ride. Like mm-hmm. I, when I went into business for myself, I was just like, some days I was like, yeah, I'm going to like, I'm going to 
build something cute or build an empire. And then like the next day I'd be like crying on the couch. I'm like, why isn't anything working? And you're just like, what is wrong with me? And then it turns out this is just a very normal process. (laughs) Um, And you find like how to get that in between. But I do think like the first, there's like this notion out there that like, you can let things like flow to you and like be in alignment. And like, I definitely vibe with that to an extent, but I do believe like your first couple of years, like you gotta like be committed to mm-hmm. getting your hands really dirty and getting to know what your customers want, getting to know who they are. Like you're, you're in it, like yeah. in the thick of everything. And like, if you're not willing to put that heart and soul into it, like it's just probably not worth it. Mm-hmm. It does take long nights sometimes yeah. and like long weeks and but then you get to a point where you you will find out too, like where your zone of genius is and like where you really excel. And then hopefully you can outsource to a couple other people on your team over time. That's always the hope. Yeah. <laughs> you work all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was so cool. I've like always been so curious to like hear your story from inception to you're like, oh my gosh, it's hard to know if you're like in the middle or if like, know where you're at on the journey maybe you'll sell someday I don't know we're probably just gonna have to come back on the pod and talk about you know what it looks like where you're at like once you really get uh settled into your new space I think I'll always feel like I'm in the middle like I feel like you're never really you know where you want to be I feel like there's always something else to do which is probably a good thing honestly yeah it's probably good that you don't feel like "Mm, I don't have anything to do today (laughs) considering what you're building that's so cool is there anything else you'd want to share with listeners about your journey that we haven't talked about um I think the only other thing and you kind of mentioned it too is just like mental health (laughs) during this process I think that's really important to know um for me especially like I you know when business isn't doing well it sometimes can lead to me not feeling well and vice versa so it's important to just kind of know how to navigate that and be able to differentiate like just because business isn't doing well this week doesn't mean i'm not and next week it'll probably be better uh, so that's been something that i've had to figure out so i just want to like if other people are going through that like <laughs> that's normal yeah we become like one with our business and like our business value sometimes becomes our value. And that's not, it's very normal, but it's just not true. Like we are individuals and we are, you know, not our business, but we, yet we are so integrated that it can feel like if something rough happens in that, that it's like our identity as well. So I'm really glad that you're like feeling like experiencing this and talking about it. Cause I think like, Oh, we can feel so alone on this journey sometimes, but it is like, oh my gosh, we are all in it to some degree or another. Unless yeah. you've just like, I don't know. <laughs> You're just so lying. To you. But like maybe we need to you. I don't know. But this was so awesome. I'm so grateful you came on the podcast to share your journey. And if people want to try some of your cookie dough, how do they How do they order? Our website is doremetx.com. So that's dough spelled like cookie dough raymeetx.com and then same thing with all of our social media it's at go raymeetx i love it yes you're so fun to follow too i'm like always drooling when i find your when i see yourself <laughs> but um yay well thanks for being on the pod today and we'll catch up soon i'm sure yes for sure thank you you just listened to the local to legend podcast we share new episodes every week So make sure to subscribe and visit www.localtolegendpodcast.com for the latest. Now, I've also created a free five-day launch your list mini course. 
just visit www.love-local.co forward slash launch your list. It's totally free. And also, if you want to spread the love, you're welcome to share this episode on Instagram so other people can come and get this info too. Tag me at emily.steel and at love.local so I can get to know you more. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time. Bye.